You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. Afterbuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream. This is Afterbuzz TV for Dexter. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Dexter news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Dexter. It is After Buzz TV for Dexter. I'm Steve Bottomley, and I am here with Kristen Snyder, the beautiful Kristen Snyder. Hello. It's just us two tonight, so between the two of us, there's one smart person in the room. Thank God (laughs) she's here. Um... A voice from the couch. You're not Mike. So, um, wow. Wow. What an interesting episode. I cannot believe what the writers are doing here. Where they're going with this. Where they're going with this. This is insane. But it's it's fascinating that they decide to take them into this this area and, and, you know, just just throw all this stuff at them. The show, it's turning into questioning the audience to look at their own religion. Really, it really is, don't you think? It, uh, I mean, the way Brother Sam was talking, I yeah. really do believe that they're they want the audience to reflect on their lives. I mean, the questions they were asking: Why do people believe in religion? Oh, it's human nature. You got to believe in something. Where is this uh, coming it's just, from? It's it's really really well done. Uh, the episode was called "Horse of a Different Color," and uh, we got to find out what that was about pretty early on because. Um, Bunch of horses with um, body parts stitched to mannequins yes. came for a visit. Um, the four riders of the uh, apocalypse, the white, the red, the black, and the pale, which right. mean in the biblical uh, references conquest, war, famine, and death. And ah. the four horsemen of the apocalypse, they actually are seen as foreshadowing the last judgment. Which is the end of the world. So I think all these messages that are being sent out there is obviously the end of the world is coming. Here's another scene for you. And and, uh, we don't know if that's the case, but it's certainly the belief of a couple of um, crazies in that in that show. So here's what I kept looking at while they were um, while we were having this episode. Um, The relationship that Dexter has with Brother Sam. It's really kind of a chess match because here's a brother Sam. He's definitely had a very rough past. He talks about what his father did, uses him to gain accents. Yeah, evidently his dad was essentially a hitman um, and found religion in prison and has kept it close. And but there's still a history. But but Dexter's not a buying the religious so much, and and he still thinks um, brother Sam. Isn't on the up and up. The, one of the first things he says, uh, he makes a comment about it's written all over his face early on about his, you know, mm-hmm. his belief. And, right. and Dexter's very good at reading people. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that's not all Dexter's seeing on this guy's face. 
I think he's seeing something underneath, and he's not buying the whole religious thing, don't you think? I don't know. To tell you the truth, I think Dexter's buying into it quite a bit. I mean, we see him actually pray in this episode, and in the beginning, he actually goes to the baptism that Brother San and Sam invited him to. Right. Why would he go to that? I mean, obviously, he's opening up to the idea of religion. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I'm wondering if he goes there to, just to keep an eye on Brother Sam, right? I think that's why he's going so that he can keep track of what this guy's doing. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I think he's starting. I think he's starting to see Brother Sam as a mentor. And, mm. and I even mean, at that time, because at the when they were at the beach, mm-hmm. he he was kind of like. Not for me. Why would I mean, he go to the beach with him? That's what I'm saying. I think he needed to keep it on Brother Sam. And he figures, well, I'll just watch him in plain sight. Uh, and But here's the thing. Dexter plays God every time he takes out somebody else. And and that's why I'm wondering if uh, that's it, it's why he's having so much trouble with this. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he, he essentially is playing God. I don't so, know that he sees it that way, actually. You don't know if, if Dexter if sees Dexter it that way? If Dexter sees that he's playing God. I mean, he says, uh, like the title, A Horse of a Different Color, um, he said that this serial killer, he was referring to the serial killer being like him, but similar, but not exactly in his league. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot. There's so much. <laughs> There's a lot we don't There's know. There's so much. I'm questioning what's going on in here. and. But do you think – so let me ask you this. Do you think Brother Sam is, is a good guy or do you think there's a dark side to Brother Sam we're going to see? You by know, the way, played awesome by Maz Def. Which, Maz Def. Which uh, he was a rapper, I believe. <laughs> he was. But, uh, I'm sure he still is. Maybe he'll but uh, he's, tr- he's putting in a here. really good turn in this. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. He's really, really – when he was talking about – you know, what happened in, in prison and him as a kid. And he was just so relaxed and just taking his time with it and just, you know, doing the stuff that actors who train for a long time wish they could do. And, you know, he's just kind of rolling up and doing it. Right. Um, I mean, I feel like Dexter actually believes that he has seen the light, Mustaf, or Brother Sam, because he, he talks about it as when he was going to kill that man in the church mm-hmm. and then he saw a light. Mm-hmm. And it made him realize what he was doing. So almost provided understanding that he hadn't seen before in his life. But every time he brings that up, Dexter always says, and you think that's God. You know, Dexter's always kind of like going, because even at the end, he goes, look, you believe in God. I believe in science. Right. And it's kind of like we agree to disagree sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I like how they're presenting it. I, I really like how they're having Brother Sam, his positioning, and mm-hmm. just kind of like this is just how it works for me. Right. You know, and if it doesn't work for you, well, it may one day. This is an on-screen debate between the, the si- this debate that's gone on for years, science versus God. Yes, indeed. And it, um, <laughs> somebody in there said, you know, uh, as, as science gets bigger, it does not make God obsolete. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're actually discovering more to support uh, intellectual creation as they discover more of the universe. So right. it, they, the two really can go hand in hand. And I think this is kind of what the uh, writers are starting to play with here. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I guess we were going to keep an eye on Brother Sam and see. Um, I still think he's shady. I think they're setting him up for something. <laughs> I think he's... You know what? I think you're right because already Professor James and Travis, were all, they're already on to them. 
Mm-hmm. Dexter didn't have a separate case this time. They're right. already on to them. So maybe Brother Sam's going to turn around and be the big kill. I don't know. I think the case that Dexter had in this episode was Dexter. I think he had to just continually look at himself and try to find an answer. And and he may not want to know what the answer is. Right. Because uh, this, I would say this scene uh, or this episode was absolutely about... Uh, Dexter questioning his belief system. I mean, I think Dexter's becoming religious. In an odd we way. We saw him praying for the first time, he and he pray. made a pact with God. How about that? Yeah. And the internal discussion with his dad, when his dad is there, and just saying, uh, well, look, look what he has. He's got, now he has a son, and this is the, now the, the son got sick, appendicitis. Okay, I'm a, I'm a parent, I got two sons, and I will tell you that when your kids get sick, you absolutely look to a higher power. Right. It's like, you know, come on science, but hey, can you, you know, just kind of put your hand there, God, and just kind of help him along. So, um, yeah, whether or not you're a true believer, there are moments where you say, okay, I'm, and, and I love how they do it. I don't know how this works, but if this is what I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. and then the cup comes down and everything And works. then there was a sign. Right. Right. Um, I don't. I don't know. And also, I just feel like... How long until Harrison becomes his life with Harrison comes into the his job? You know, mm-hmm. I, I thought maybe somebody poisoned Harrison when he was I, in the hospital. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, here it comes. The collide is happening right, right now. That's what I was thinking that, you know, there's something, some sort of external. Somebody got to Harrison or right. someone's playing a game. I was thinking, Do the, you know, this would the professor play that? You know, what what's going on there? But uh it just appendicitis. Well, not just. I mean, that can be pretty serious. But mm-hmm. um, is it taboo for something to happen to Harrison? As far as uh, yeah, I, I don't think they're gonna <laughs> let anything happen because you've had him for a couple of seasons now. And, yeah, and you know that's gonna be there's there's a few other characters that are gonna go before Harrison. Oh, I, I know. Think. I just think I don't know if they're gonna involve Harrison in make the two collide like we thought was gonna happen here. I don't know if. Well, I think they're using them well. I think they're, you know, because up to this point, Dexter's been an isolated entity. Mm-hmm. He's he's done what he needs to do to exist in society and has discovered an outlet for who he really is. Right. For his, quote, demons. And now with the um, addition of Harrison, now he's got to completely rearrange his thought process and how he's looking at things. And it's as... Harrison gets older and stuff. It's forcing him to do it more and more. Right. And each time he's got to look, he's got to expand that vision. And it's going to keep, you know, f- And he's sending more him more to vision. a Catholic school. Is he? He is. He, okay. In the, I for, believe, first this... or second episode, it was a suggestion from Bautista. Really? To send him to Catholic. I mean, it seems out of no. I mean, I guess when you have a kid, that's those are things you consider, but, like you were saying. And what makes it good is that they keep throwing this stuff at him. You know, you always right. you always pin your character down and throw as much stuff at him as you possibly mm-hmm. can. But it's it's really fascinating that he's got to he's got to make some decisions on on where his belief system lies because. What the reason it's worked for him is because he's like I said, he's been a single entity. Mm-hmm. 
and, and he's just right. doing what, in, in a sense, he can say, well, I'm doing, I'm being the person God made me. I, you know, I find people who need to be taken out and I take them out. Excuse me. But I think the reason why that works for him is because he's not really on, you know, the, the God train. Right. Right. This is just how I am. Scientifically, this is how I'm just wired. If he has mm-hmm. to let that in even a little bit, now he's got to really take a look at, is what I'm doing right? Is He's got to put that moral overlay on everything. And once you put the moral overlay on everything, that's going to be a lot of questions that you're going to have to really start questioning. So, And I feel like there's a lot of talking going on this episode. There was. So many questions, so much talking, not a whole lot of action. Like I said, Dexter didn't have his own case. It was all around the religious-themed killer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really wanted us. They had a lot to say. The, uh, the um, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting. There was not a lot of direct interaction with, um, I mean, there's a few crime scenes. But mm-hmm. they were kind of grand. And uh Just the d- one at the end, really. Yeah, that was that was very elaborate. Mm-hmm. The one at the very end. We got to see Dexter in in the morgue, you know, putting everything back together and mm-hmm. having the internal conversation with the dad, which I think is great. You know, I mean they use voiceover, mm-hmm. but they also have that internal discussion with the dad, which I think that's a great um technique. To find out it's basically his thought process. Right. And, you know, dad just kind of helping him along. I mean, and that really helps us get into Dexter's mind. As a mm-hmm. serial killer, we can step in the mind of a serial killer and see what he's really thinking. Right. A, a sane serial killer. A, a normal. <laughs> right. A productive citizen serial <laughs> yeah, killer. Yeah, he's a horse of a different color. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, I don't... What? I guess we should go I, into the religious theme now. And that kills. Sure. What do you got? What do you think? Can you hear me all right? I can. Can you hear me? All right. Yes. I feel like my microphone's not very loud, Jesse. Nope. I think we're good. We're good. You got a big thumbs up from Jesse in the booth, so you're good. All right. So going into the religious theme here, uh, Alpha Omega, that symbol, has been everywhere. Yeah. And Alpha is, of course, the first letter in the alphabet. Omega, the last. Okay. So this is saying I um, Alpha Omega stands for I am the Alpha Omega, the first and the last, hmm. because the first letter and the last letter of the Greek alphabet. And I think it also means um, God is the beginning and the end. Okay. So he's putting that on everything, the killer. Because of the end of times. Mm-hmm. But that's his signature now for the kill. He sewed it into the first guy mm-hmm. with the snakes. So Professor James is saying, I am everything? You think Professor James is saying, I... I I don't think so. I really think that he thinks he's an instrument of God's peace. Hmm. And I think that he thinks that he just needs to tell all this to everyone. In a very grandiose way. In a very grand way. Yeah. Well, he's doing that. But he's stepping in and actually becoming God because he is not... He thinks... You know, in his mind that he's doing this for God, but wouldn't mm. God be doing this if this is what was supposed to happen? Well, accordingly, know? it's written in Revelations. Now, whether or not he's getting those scripts right. I don't think he is. I don't think he is either. <laughs> I think he's promoted himself to take the lead on this. 
<laughs> you know, I'm always curious when I watch these shows if it's more fascinating just to see the end result mm-hmm. or to, you know, have, have see the process. You know, it's like the Columbo thing. You always saw the crime happen in the beginning and then you got to watch Columbo figure it out. Right. I'm always just curious to know if if you didn't know what was going on with Professor James and Travis and you only saw the end results of these crimes, you know, if that would be more intriguing. I think it really would. A little bit, huh? Yeah, I yeah. agree. I wish we didn't see Travis and the Professor Geller yeah. yet. Although there there was that moment where Travis wanted to be a little bit human, wanted to just have a relationship, and the Professor went all Catholic Made him pay. <laughs> he said, you can do whatever you want, right. but be prepared. He would make a really good Jewish mother. <laughs> do what you want. Don't mind me, but remember, there's consequences. There are. No, I'm not a Revelations expert, but I do want to talk about the symbolism a little bit here. We talked about the Alpha Omega symbol, but I also wanted to talk about the snakes okay. from the last episode. Now, snakes are seen, they still aren't quite sure. They said that the seven snakes was because a serpent, in the Bible it says a serpent rose out of the sea with seven heads. With seven heads, yeah. But why is it that snakes are seen as evil? I don't know. Well, I think it has to do with the tongue. I've heard about this before. It's their forked tongue. Hmm. Humans have one end of their tongue. Right, yes. <laughs> I had to point it out. Yeah, thank you. And the snake has a forked tongue. Right. And the one end means unity of truth when we speak, but the two means disunity of speech huh. or deceitfulness uh-huh. of the forked tongue that the snake has. So that's why the snakes are seen as evil. And then we see locusts, a right. swarm of them in this right. episode. And I know that's there used to be plagues of them in Egypt right. or something like that. Yes. So they're just they just keep on setting up these scenes with all the symbolism from the Book of Revelations. They are definitely going heavy on the on the uh, revelations. I mean, they're teaching us. Do you think people are are googling these symbols to find well, out what they mean? I'll, I'll bet they are now to see if you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Like, uh, well, really? thank you, thank right? you, Mom, for uh, making me go to Catholic school and CCD. I'm, I'm glad there's one smart person here. <laughs> Not smart. God. Maybe a little religious over here. Well, this, then this is perfect. <laughs> you know, I'm really into this season. I don't think a whole lot of other people are, maybe, but I personally, I really like that they're doing this to so our generation. You think, what did you think about the um, the... The angel at the end in, the, in that last kill scene. I mean, was there a lot of some symbolism there that you saw? or well, Like the locusts, the plague. Right. And this is all scenes from the book of Revelation. So I guess if we want to see what Travis and the professor are up to, we can go back to Revelations and we can probably look for the scenes that are mm-hmm. set up. I mean, the four horsemen and now mm-hmm. the angel. And, and what about them triggering her death? Putting that in their hands, putting right. blood in the department, the police right. department's hands. Yeah, they had. He a didn't chance. kill her. No, he didn't. Not technically. No. He was pretty instrumental in it, <laughs> but, and we've only seen two horses. 
Now, are there going to be a couple other horses I saw coming the, I saw the other horses. There were four horses there? There were. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was sort of, they were all together, but there was a, a white, a red, a black, and a pale. And I okay. think that's probably the last we've seen of them. Okay, I missed it. Sorry. But they, did, did we talk too. about them standing for war, famine, death, and conquest? Yeah, yeah you brought that up. I mean, there was a, only one similar. body, just different parts sewn on a... Yeah, and now the girl, I mean, I think the professor definitely had it in his mind to let Travis go and do this. You think she'll die? Oh, she did die. She did die. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he took that from her. I mean, Travis, I think, is looking for a father, obviously, because Mm -hmm. he talked about losing his parents when Mm -hmm. he was 14. And Geller, professor, he doesn't want him to have any other love in his life. So Mm -hmm. do you think Geller is going to do something with Travis's sister? I I don't know if Travis is going to um I well, well, well that's kind of predictions. I don't know if it's we're allowed. Kinda. I'm uh, not predicting. I'm, guessing, I'm just asking. No, I know. And and I'm and I'm not well okay, well here's what I think. I think Travis well obviously sees the doctor or the professor as a father. Mm-hmm. But uh he also wants a normal life, like Dexter. Dexter at the end of the day just wants a normal life. Right. I think um, killing the girl, I think Travis is now looking to get out, looking to... You think? I think so. I think we're going to see a a shift or a rift. I think the professor is making it so that Travis only has the professor. Mm. He doesn't have anything else because the professor will take it out. I mean, I feel like Travis almost at this point has to feel threatened that if he does try to leave or get involved with anybody else, I mean, it's going to be doomsday for them, too. He did have that look of bliss at the end. Travis? Yes, Travis, when uh, Dexter came out of the crime scene. I'm kind of thinking he's going to get set up. You know, you that's what it looks like. the professor will uh, sacrifice? Travis, yeah. Hmm. I hmm. see that coming. The hmm. sacrificial lamb coming up. Well, let's talk about Professor James and Travis a little bit because... Um, mm-hmm. So the professor was fired from the university he was working at. Because he stole... Stole the ancient sword who yes. is John the Revelator who the Revelator. wrote the Revelations, the book of Revelation. John the Revelator really sounds like something you'd buy on Shopping Network. <laughs> but they tried to you sell the John prosthetic the hand. Yeah, do you think the sword was on there with the prosthetic hand, right? Oh yeah, a quick aside, because I I was watching the the uh, Ryan and Masuka, and uh, I was watching that scene. I'm like, going, she's setting him up. She's she's setting him up, and they Using find him? out she's selling the stuff on eBay. Do it, you think she liked him though at all? I don't think so. I think she's weird enough. She could have. Really? She could have developed a crush for something. Because think about it. I mean, she wants to be involved in this world. It wasn't just, I feel like, that she wanted that hand. I think she also really wants to be in this world. And, of course, she's going to idolize someone who is already there, Masuka. Right, yeah. So she would probably fall in love with somebody like that. You think she's coming back? I think she has to. I mean, he has got to get that hand back. He's got to get it back. <laughs> Sold for 1300 bucks. Yeah, she, she'll that. probably come back. There's probably something else there. I don't know. I mean, the way she just ran out. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty quick. Too quick. Yeah. She's, she'll be back. But anyway, I sidetracked. So they find out that uh, the professor got fired. Mm-hmm. So they know who he is. You know what was interesting, too, is they, 
They said Jeremiah Allen. They said his name a few times. They talked to some priest named Jeremiah he, Allen. He was. They made. They had a separate scene about him being there. Bautista and Quinn went to see him. Exactly. We never saw him. Never saw him. But then they bring up the name again with uh, Deb, and I'm like, okay, well, you want us to know about Jeremiah Allen, so I don't know if we're going to see him at some point, but keeping name dropping. Keep an ear out for that. <laughs> um, right. Well, I don't know, Pro- Professor. So you, that's interesting. You think um, Travis is going to possibly get set up there? Oh, yeah. I think in the next episode, he is probably going to be taken down by Dexter. It looked that way. Dexter hmm. was sitting in the car watching Travis right. probably gather another body for a cult-like scene that Professor James is setting up. Because he knows that they're on to him, right? Professor James yeah. must know. Professor James definitely knows they're on to him, and he's going to set Travis up. Bad man. Such a bad man. <laughs> Not a good father. Not at all. <laughs> um, so there's also Lieutenant Deb. Who wow. Who's having a tough time finding yeah. her way. Last week there was a prediction made that a little romance was going to happen between Mike Anderson the and Deb. The, yeah. And I think Elise was right about that. You think so? Yeah, I mean, well, he certainly is trying to get her game up. He's certainly, you know, he's he, she's not dressing right. She's, I did, you know, I watch agree the with language. Him. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. I did, I did too. Uh, turns out, public likes her being a fire plug. And okay, uh, can we just talk about that for a minute? Laguarta, sure. Laguarta comes in and says, "Deb, just be yourself. Yeah, you know, and they're gonna love you." And then she takes her necklace off right. and puts it on Deb. That's yeah. that's not Deb being herself at all there. Totally no. setting Deb up right there. Absolutely. She's she so was. jealous. She's so mad that, you know, Matthews didn't let her confront the public and do And and she always her. has these little phrases like, Well, it's not a real important you know, so we don't want to bring in like important people. You know, she's got these yeah. little digs every time she talks to Deb about her place and, you know, why they're using her. I mean, what's gonna happen there? A little blow up from LaGuarta? Yeah, because the uh, uh, deputy chief is, is happy mm-hmm. now Matthews. that that uh, Deb wooed the public with her, with her honest direct style. approach. Yeah, so that is going to really get underneath uh, Laguarta. Laguarta's skin. Mm-hmm. But with all that going on, she seems to be kind of um, relaxing into her into her job you know she's she's she's, the new face of the department she is and she's trying her best to keep Mm -hmm. everything i really didn't think she was ready for this either and i mean it's nice that we get to see her make all these mistakes because how many times have we stepped in a job maybe been promoted and thought what have i gotten into why did i accept this can i do this i mean this is real, this is good writing oh, never. <laughs> i've never been promoted <laughs> i've never bitten off more than i could chew ever <laughs> you know it is i like this i like the way that they're um taking their time they're pacing it out it it's really you know they're giving everybody mm-hmm. a bit of time we found out the name of the car is norma 
Good to know. Oh, whoa. Yeah, about that. Why did Bautista just go ahead and start smoking weed with Quinn, of all people? I thought they were a little bit at odds. Apparently not. Now they're buddies in, in Norma smoking up. You know, I think it, a little bit is in reaction to the new guy because they really, you know, this guy's an outsider. He, mm-hmm. you know, he he insults the crew the first time he meets them. So but he's, now they have a common enemy. And, you know, and it right. might have been, I just kind of got the idea that Bautista didn't want to seem like, you know, a nerd or square, you know, he didn't want, he's like, if he's going to light up, okay, I'll smoke it with you. I mean, I think you definitely have a good point there, Steve, with uh, them becoming a team because they feel threatened by Mike Anderson, who is on his point. I mean, he's, he's, very, he's, he's a he's, great detective. He is. And he's, he's a no nonsense, which is why she wanted to bring him in. Mm-hmm. I like him. But also, I mean, Bautista, is he maybe going through a midlife crisis? I mean, he got divorced from LaGuarta, bought the car, named it Norma. Who does that? I mean, keeps a, keeps a joint in the advisor. Yeah, what is he doing? Uh, I think you're right. Midlife I think he's hitting a little bit of a midlife. And we'll see if that plays out in somewhere in one of the cases or in, you know, see if he makes a, a decision. I mean, it seemed like he was making mistakes. A little bit. He was being a little free with, the, oh, we have to go interview Jeremiah Allen. Oh, this is in yeah. his address. We're down by the lake. Let's yeah. smoke up here. <laughs> that's, that's and then they wait for an address. But that, they've, um, they've kind of dangled that a bit on in previous um, seasons, too, where he's just kind of not you know, as good as he should be. He's kind of off his game a bit a few times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's definitely laid in if that's going to be an issue. Um, there was, I was going to, oh, the music when they were getting stoned. I loved it. Spill the wine. <laughs> I saw you loving it. I saw yeah, like, you yeah. break a little dance move Yeah, no, there. that was great. <laughs> that was great. Spill the wine. Dig the girl. That's one thing. When, when, when a show can get the music just right, it's just uh, really, really, really I really, I, lo- I really love that. It really sets the mood, the music that plays into it. Yeah, I think so. Well. Um, what else you got? What else struck your fancy on this one? Um, let me see here. You know, I'm really into the graphics, unfortunately. I mean, we were talking about the angel in the end. Yeah. And then you were asking me about the headless horseman. Was that the jogger's head? Right. On there? I mean, they're getting really graphic with this. I mean, how old do you have to be to watch this show? Well, it's it's rated M, so for mature. Yeah, so I mean, it is getting deep. Yeah, when when the girl dropped and the effects and everything, I couldn't I believe went, they showed oh, that. Yeah, me too. When like, did they ever show a live kill like that in front of the police department? I can't remember. I I can't remember seeing it like that. I mean, they've shown. Yeah, exactly. Not in front of the mm-hmm. police and have them actually be a cause of it. The only thing that I noticed was there wasn't. I was expecting more of a a mad scramble, you know, even though she's essentially bleeding out. I would still think somebody would, like, try to hold her up something, you know, but they kind of went, ah, she's gone. Deb tried to, and Dexter was like, jugular's punched. Yeah, she's, she's no gone. She's... He knows. He's the expert. Yeah. Deb, of course, trusts her brother. Yeah. But, I mean, what next, like, cultic practices or can we look forward to? Like I said, I guess we can go look in the Book of Re- Revelations and see, you know— the different 
scenes in there that we might see on here. I have a feeling they'll probably be bringing them all to us. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and you know bit. what? Dexter even admitted to start reading the Bible. He did, didn't he? For work. Yeah, for work, he has to work. start reading the Bible. So and is he going to read the Bible to Harrison? I don't. For work? <laughs> for work. Uh, he did say, thank God. I, I Thank you, doctor, which I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So again, there is that little... There's that it's starting to shade, and he's becoming more and more aware of it. Mm-hmm. And then Brother Sam just kind of went, "Thank God, thank the doctor." Oh, it's just know. a saying. Just a saying, no big deal. Just an expression. But yeah, and I really do think that viewers are going to be picking up Bibles after. I mean, true Dexter fans, if to you love a show so much, if if there was a book that they were talking about, I really think people would go out and read the book if they were talking about some book in a case. If you were a true Dexter fan, I mean, Dexter fans are crazy. And this is why I'm a little bit confused about the brother Sam. Mm. You're going back to that just for a second. Okay. Because they're really using his faith and his belief in a sensible, proactive way. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Professor James and Travis, which they're using their faith in a completely crazy way right that's a good point steve so if that's the case it's going to be kind of interesting to see brother james actually be a bad guy but they keep laying that in they laid it in the beginning brother of this sam. episode um brother brother i'm sorry brother mm-hmm. sam uh to have him be a bad guy because he seems very sensible and he actually seems to be you know a, a just a mentor for a mentor Dexter. for kids yeah and for the people that work around him uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's it's going to be kind of odd to suddenly have him. Ah, no, I'm a killer. I think if he t- if he goes back to being bad, I think it's definitely going to be out of force. Like he has to do it in but order to would, maybe save but, somebody else. But then why would Dexter have his eye on him? Because he, again, you always go back to if if uh-huh. Dexter's looking at somebody. That's the way you see it. I see it as Dexter is looking for, he needs someone to help him be a father for Harrison. And you know what? Brother Sam came to the hospital, you know, and he's there. He calls Dexter. I mean, Dexter's car is getting You think that maybe because up. Dexter has no concept of his soul or, or religious beliefs that he may be thinking of using Brother Sam to fill that void is kind of like, I can't teach you, but mm-hmm. I'm sure well, he could. Deb. Whenever Brother Sam gets to the hospital, Deb looks at Dexter and says, oh, what, are you guys friends now? You're hanging out a lot. And they're right. kind of both like, oh, well, my car needed to go uh, to the shop. Oh, his car. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're friends. Now, how did they, and again, I, I'm, I'm a little bit behind, but how did those two initially meet? Was it? Well, Brother Sam, they brought him in the department. The, Police department brought Brother Sam in to talk about an old case. Mm. And Dexter saw him and thought he might be the one who is doing the killings for the religious overall kill, with, which is actually Professor James and Travis. But he thought that that might be Sam. I mean, you're right. He did. He was looking at Sam. He followed him in mm-hmm. like the second episode, and he thought he killed Nick. Mm-hmm. The guy that we saw baptized in this episode, but he right. actually went to get him, bring him to work, and say, get your act together. Oh. So, Brother Sam is not turning out to be what Dexter thought. 
I think Brother Sam really has turned his life around, saw the light, and sees a different understanding now. It's going to be difficult to make Brother Sam bad again. Have we seen that before? Have we seen somebody not be who Dexter thought they were? That's always been kind of the thing. Like if, mm-hmm. if you get into Dexter's crosshairs, mm-hmm. you're probably going to go down because he's he's got – he can read people. He's got that sixth right. sense about things. His brother and then even the last episode, the Tooth Fairy, he thought that was like his idol and turned out to not be who he thought exactly. Right. So. But every time if you're in, like I said, if he's got his eyes on you as far mm-hmm. as the structure mm-hmm. and the plot and everything, sure. generally you're not going to end well with right. him. But this seems like this is one of the first times I, you know, unless I'm wrong, somebody please no, it does. let me know. It does seem like that. Where he's he completely missed And I think he's not letting go of that yet. And maybe that's what we were seeing today, tonight, mm-hmm. that gradual, you know, maybe I need to – because he's, he's, he's always got to look out to Harrison now. So, I mean, what about Jamie, Bautista's niece, watching after Harrison? I'm not quite sure what uh, she's doing in there yet, but – They do make sure that she's on – She's almost like a little mother figure there. She told Dexter to go to the scene, go to work. I'll call you if anything happens. Right. Yeah. I don't know what they're setting up there. I don't know. But that stuck out for me too. Because anytime you have a specific scene about something and they're very sure that the dialogue is specifics. Okay. Got to pay attention to that. (laughs) Something's happening. Not sure what it is. Um, Did you get the uh, 1242, 1237 at all? Right. Yeah. So, I mean... It's definitely got to be a year, you know, that he's counting up to. They said, you know, the first one was 1237 that they found in the intestines of the guy who had the snakes. Mm -hmm. And um, that was 1237. And then the four horsemen guy, uh, he was 1242. And they decided what the numbers meant was it was five days apart was the was days counting up from the murders. But you think they're they're years I think it's years. I mean, he started hmm. at 1237, and like I said, I got to go back and read my Bible and brush up here <laughs> for my after-show discussion. Yes. But I do think it's a, it's a year. I think it's and it's years. counting up to Doomsday. Hmm. And now yeah, they've been classified they as the Doomsday Killer. 1230, and then they found the... All right, question, guys. Sure. 1237, and what was the other one? 1242, 1242, that's five. That is from Exodus. Exodus. Chapter 12. Talking about Moses. Uh, I'm sorry, I just clicked it. Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt. Um, Egypt, you know, that's a good point at bringing back Egypt because the locusts were in Egypt with the plague. And that was, wasn't that one of the Mm -hmm. uh, let my people go? Was that the... I'm not the one to be talking religion, but um, <laughs> isn't that the same? Let my people go, yes. Okay. Um, so, I mean, this is like really a lot. So maybe mm-hmm. this can, we'll, talk, we'll bring this back up next week. But I definitely think it has to do with the uh, religious factor of that. Um, but it definitely has to do with Passover, Israel, Egypt, that whole. Counting up to a year. So we got to figure out what the year is. Thank you, Jesse, for that. What year maybe that we're counting up to that something serious happened in the Bible? I don't know. You're going to have to you're gonna have to read it and get back to us on it. Cause the Bible is going to be a place next to my bed. Yeah, we'll just leave it here and I'm refer gonna bring to it. it. 
I'm going to bring it. Are you? You refer to it during the show. I'm going to have to. This is getting crazy. I really cannot believe the writers have gone in this direction. What it's, other it's... show is like this on television? You get it, It's almost like, you know, Travis and Professor James, they're playing games with the cops. I mean, is the, are the writers kind of playing games with their audience? They, they suck their viewers into a show that is entirely not about religion. This right. is sort of what, like, cults do. <laughs> At first, you know, they, <laughs> the sugarcoat, they sugarcoat what they are. They sugarcoat uh-huh. what they are. And then they transform to, oh, here's the real meaning, Scientology. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 Sorry, a little slip there. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, what are the writers doing here? This was totally not about religion, and now it's the show. What is this The more you into? think about it, the smarter it gets because they really are playing both sides of the religion mm-hmm. and at the same time, and they put Dexter right in the middle of it. And he's got to see, okay, well, this is why I can do it because we got these crazy religious fanatics over here that, of course, it's all just craziness. Look what, what they're doing. And on the other side, it's, it's, the, it's the, you know, the, the two angels on the shoulder, the you know, good and the bad. You, you have, you know, Brother Sam saying, no, actually, it's, it's a, it, it keeps you going during, you know, thank God you had a good dad. But for those of us who didn't, this is what keeps us going. It's really, really smart how they're laying this out and giving both sides. And he's got a ping pong back and forth between the two. I like it. I like it's it a, a lot, too. It's a great debate, on-screen debate. It really is. I, and I think they're doing an awesome job in how they're presenting it. And and the fact of the matter is both sides are absolutely fervent in their belief. Do you think we're losing viewers? I don't think so because, A, if if you're watching Dexter to see payback, mm-hmm. you're probably like, you know, sitting a little bit antsy through a couple of these because – but if you're watching Dexter because the writing's good and because – you're always going to be taken on a really cool journey in every episode. I don't think so. I think, you know, those viewers are really appreciating, I would hope, you know, what the writers are doing and where we're going because it really is fascinating. I think they're doing a really good job. And when you ask them in the beginning, you're like, why are they doing this? Because they said, let's do this and give everyone a good ride. And I think they are. I really think they I are. I love it. I really love what they're doing here. They're taking a stand. They I are. feel like and it's going to be stand. it's going to be fun. I want to see how many if there's a some way we could do a statistic how many people turn religious after the season of Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. You'll have to do that. You have to do that thing. Um, we're going to throw out a commercial and then when we come back I think we're going to do predictions which will be another 20 minutes. Kidding, just the biggest new media platform on the web just got bigger. More bandwidth, smoother streaming, lightning, fast downloads. And get technical with me. After Buzz TV is making the jump to hyperspace. Join the fun at your number one source for after show entertainment. Look at the size of that thing. After Buzz TV. After Buzz TV is back, and we're back with. And now. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Predictions are always a little bit easy because you get to see the cheater, the trailer at the end. Um, Now we can either stick with that or go off the reservation a bit with it. I need my Bible. I need my Bible to make these predictions. I think it's all in the Bible. If I had my Bible, I could tell you the rest of the show. (laughs) <laughs> Just write it. 
Well, well, what do you think, though? What do you what do you got? What do you think? You know, I really do think next week Travis is going to get confronted by Dexter. Hmm. Uh, I think Dexter might kill Travis next episode. Really? You yeah. think Colin Hanks is going to go out before Edward James? Absolutely. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't. It just seems that way because we in the uh, preview we saw Dexter watching Travis kidnap somebody right. and he was yeah. in his car. So maybe maybe not. Maybe they're going to use Travis to lead them to Geller. Which that seems like what Dexter would do. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully that's what they do because they do think it's Geller. They think he's responsible for it. But they could think that maybe Travis is just inspired by Geller. Mm. Because at the end, Dexter was like, I found my doomsday killer. Yeah, he did. And, you know, they'll they'll track the sword and, you know, find all that. And obviously the sword will come back. Someone's getting the sword again. They they mentioned the professor being underground. He is. You think he's actually underground? I don't know. I remember there being windows. There were. uh, And then there was a horse in there, so. What do you think, um, uh, Mike, the new guy? You think he's a. Oh, Mike Anderson? Mike Anderson. You think, um, you got a prediction on him? I I don't know. I I can't tell if if they're setting him up to, like, you know, replace when they knock Quinn off, or is, you know. I I mean, I definitely think Quinn's still going. I think think Quinn's still going to die. How many episodes before you think Quinn gets it? Hopefully soon. I'm getting annoyed with Quinn. I mean, we don't really need him anymore. We really don't. Yeah, I don't really see what he's doing. And they've made us, they've made the viewers like him and not like him now. I don't think anyone likes him the way he treated Deb after they broke up and then went and slept with all those women and got dropped off by women right in front of Deb. It was just, they're making us be okay with his death, I feel like. Are they? They're setting it up? You don't like this guy anyway. So you think uh, that we're going to kill him up. Mike Anderson will replace him. Yeah. I mean, I think Mike's doing great, but do you think he's going to be set up for failure? I mean, he's just been on cue, perfect with everything Well, he doing. is a different character. You know, Quinn and Batista, especially now that they got stoned, are really kind of the same guys, you know, and they're kind of buddy-buddy, which, again, a little bit out of the blue. But, you know, this is a guy that's by the book, you know, really about let's be professional. And he had a really rocky start with Deb. Um, I would like to see them play that beat a little more. You know, I yeah. would still like to see I mean, that I friction because I thought that was fun. I think he's going to get on her nerves because he told her she was dressed for a hoedown. Yeah. Okay. Made her look at herself, self-reflection. And, and also interrupted when she was chowing down on the Thin Mints. Yeah. So you can't do that. Eating I know that. chocolate. If, if someone's going on a comfort binge, you better not interrupt them. <laughs> So um, there you go. That's our predictions, whatever they are. I I predict next week will be just as amazing. So this is... Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Call in, guys. Let's hear from you. We want to hear. Talk to the smart one. Ask me a question about the Bible. (laughs) Please don't. Please don't. I was just kidding. I'm Steve Bottomley with Kristen Snyder. We're going to say goodbye, and hopefully everybody will be with us next week for Dexter on AfterBuzz. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV.
Buzz, buzz you later. later. After Buzz. After Buzz. After buzz. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.